Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for spending some time with us today. We know how busy your life can get, and we appreciate that you're here with us today to grow, to thrive, to live as the best version of yourself, and then to share that best version of yourself with the world. Really, ultimately, that's kind of what we're all, all of us about, is being the best version of ourselves and sharing the best part of ourselves with the world. That's kind of a cool feeling, actually, when you think about it, is the ability to be able to take something, even sometimes something that you take for granted, and be able to put it out there into the world, to share it, and to make the world a better place because of the fact that you took the time to be the best version of yourself. And so again, thank you for spending some time here with us today. We wanna try to help you through the course of this hour to make just a needlepoint shift towards newer, better, greater, farther, deeper things for you in your life. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Today, we wanna talk about who you are and knowing how great who you are is. There is power in believing in yourself. And ultimately, until you believe in you, nobody else really is going to either. It's really interesting. Um, I've had this conversation many, many times over. Um, and I say to people all the time, because they'll be like, you know, you liked your own post. And I'm like, well, of course I liked my own post. If I don't like and love my post, why would I expect anybody else to? If I'm putting posts out that I don't like, that's really a waste of my time, a waste of other people's time to see it. You know, it's not like there's no posts on social media and they just really would like to see a few people, uh, you know, get some stuff out there so that they can begin to build their platform. Um, all of the popular social media platforms have plenty of content, tons of people that are posting every single day. What they don't have is you. They need you to share the best part of yourself with the world. Now here's an interesting statistic. Kathy uses this statistic probably twice a month on a Facebook Live. Um, but if you haven't heard it before, um, I want you to hear it. So on Facebook, 90% of the people that are on Facebook are lurkers. Meaning that, you know, they see posts, they read them, they take in the content, but they don't interact at all. They don't so much as hit a like button. They just read it and move on. 90%. That means that almost everybody 
that sees your post, you'll never know because those people are lurkers. They're part of that 90%. Now there's 10% left and of that 10%, 9% of those people are only commenters. They like a post. They'll make a little comment to it. They'll give it a thumbs up. You know, those kind of things. Um, and most of them are very passive. You know, to hit the like button on a Facebook post is actually a pretty limited engagement with somebody. You know, like if you were to tell your girlfriend, oh, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're in my life. And she went, like. <laughs> you know, I mean, you do want her to like it, but what if that was in real life, face to face, the only conversation you had with people? And I think a lot of times, you know, social media kind of removes us away from that and we forget that we like it when people interact with us. We like it when somebody says, hey, you know, you did a really amazing job with this. Here's what I liked about it. That's important too, isn't it? Because often, you know, of that 9% that are commenting or liking, you know, like I said, they're hitting a like button or they're saying something that almost feels like a spam. Wow, that was a really great comment. Thanks for posting it. You know, I mean, how does that make you feel enriched? And now I know if you're like me, whenever somebody does comment to your post, it kind of feels good. So, you know, I, I won't over overstate that. But when somebody really digs in with you, I was trading posts with some guys in a, in a group that I'm in. Um, in fact, you know, you guys heard the interview that I did with Aaron Walker from ISI. Um, and, uh, you know, I love the guys that I'm in the group with. And we are trading posts and really interacting on a discussion this past weekend. And it really felt good to just really be engaged heart to heart, soul to soul, mind to mind with people. Um, you know, people that, you know, maybe hopefully someday we'll meet face to face, but we can feel connected to even before we ever do. And that's what's cool about social media. It's not the people who are the lurkers who you're never gonna get to know, but the people who really engage. So let's talk about the people who really engage. That's the one percenters. I hope you're one of the one percenters. The one percenters are the people who are making new content. They're actually posting themselves. They're creating podcasts and images and memes and, um, you know, they're doing all kinds of things, Facebook Lives, and really sharing out into the world. Now, if you're like most of the people I hang out with, you probably find this these statistics to be startling because you're a one percenter and you hang out with all one percenters. So you're like, no, everybody posts and everybody's doing Facebook Lives and how about that? You're actually an elite. Now, I went deep into that, um, even though there's a lot of you, I'm sure, that have heard Kathy say that, because I want you to now, if you've got a mirror near you, even better yet to look specifically in a mirror, but if not, visualize yourself in your mind's eye and realize how important you are. Realize you're a one percenter. You add value to the world. Now think about that for a second. 
think how great the world is because you're in it. You know, it's so important that you understand and realize who you are. And then you find a sense of appreciation that you show up in the world, that you're getting it done, that you're one of the one percenters. You're making a difference in the world by your very physical presence and the way you conduct yourself. You don't think about it as the day goes through. You know, when you do a Facebook Live, when you put out a meme, when you post, you're not doing it because you're like, I'm going to prove today that I'm one of the one percenters. You're just being you. And you've sometimes even discounted yourself because of the fact that it's just so naturally a part of who you are and how you show up in this world that you don't think about it. You don't celebrate you. And you don't realize how wonderful, how dynamic, and how powerful you are. And so today, we're going to take a whole episode, and we're going to talk about the power that is you. We're going to talk about the power of self. Believing in yourself, acknowledging yourself, accepting yourself. And then being the strong, confident, beautiful person that you are as you show up in the world, as you get it done, as you make your mark on this world and you make the world a better place because you're part of it. I know that that's true. I believe in you and I'm so glad that you're here with us today so that together we can all grow just a little bit as we move down the road towards living as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't you want that? I want that for you and I hope that you want it for yourself too. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author and now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. We're going to jump in with both of our amazing best-selling authors here in just a minute. But before they do that, before we bring them on, I want you to acknowledge yourself. I had an interesting thing happen as I'm recording this just now. Um, I love, I love what I do, um, and I've spent years practicing it. Um, and one of the fun things to do 
you have to understand the nature of, of digital media. You know, you can just move the files around and it's really easy once you know what you're doing to edit an audio file. But back in the days of radio, we had to do what they ha called hitting the wall. Um, you know, and that had to do with you had to hit a specific time mark in order to be able to stay on track. You know, the top of the hour had to be your station identification and so on and so on. You had only just an exclusive amount of time. And I happen to, you know, like to see if I can do that specifically with the audio files that are already kind of prearranged in here. Um, just to kind of do it. And when I do, it makes me feel good about myself. I like to say to myself, you know what? You're awesome. And so here's what I want you to do before we jump in with our best-selling authors here. And that's, I want you to think of something that you do. You do it with grace and ease. You do it so amazingly that you don't give yourself credit for it. I want you to stop for a second. I want you to think of that thing. And then I want you to acknowledge yourself for how amazing you are, for how great, how talented, and how important you are to this world. Once you've given yourself credit for that, then we can move on and jump into helping you discover the power of self within you. A lot of people wonder and even ask the question, who am I? And maybe you've thought, of yourself, who am I? But who you are is not something that is up to a vote. You know, like Congress isn't going to get together and vote on who you should be, but rather it's something that's deeply inside of you that I encourage and hope all of you will bring out. To help us with that today, I'm joined by international best-selling author Kylie Blem, and she's talking about her book, who you are is a fact. Someone else's perception of you is merely an opinion. Hi, Kylie. How are you doing today? Hi, Steve. I'm great. How are you? Doing good, thanks. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are. What, what kind of things do you do in the world? Well, I grew up in a really small town in Oklahoma, and um, I went right after high school to um, college for just a little bit at Oklahoma State University. And I soon went on to um, an aesthetics program at Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. And then as soon as I graduated with that and obtained my esthetician's license, um, I moved to, um, back to my hometown where I worked in the salon for a little bit. And then that's kind of where everything changed for me. And I decided to really follow my dreams, which was to write the book, Who You Are is a Fact, and also um, I started an athletic wear line for women that I design every bit of it, manufacture it, and I am right in the middle. I'm about 14 days out from opening the first location um, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Wow, that's fun. Now, um, for those people who are not familiar with Oklahoma, isn't every city in Oklahoma a small town? <laughs> Um, pretty much. There's, there's the two big cities, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, and then anywhere outside of that is roughly small. 
Yeah, and even, you know, compared to when you start talking Chicago or New York or things like that, Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Oh, gosh. No, like really the whole small. state of Oklahoma is like as big as those cities. <laughs> so, not and for those of you that have never been to Oklahoma, um, <laughs> in fact, Kylie, you want to hear a really funny story. So, yeah. when I used to live in South Dakota, a friend of mine was going to school just outside of Tulsa. And we decided we were going to drive down and pick him up for the weekend. You know, and I don't know if you've ever done that drive between Oklahoma and South Dakota, but um, it's longer of a drive because, um, well, we forgot that there's, you know, a whole other state in there. I think it's like, what, Kansas or something that's oh, yeah. between Nebraska and Oklahoma. Yes. <laughs> like another I think hours Kansas is worse. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was a fun drive and a really beautiful country out there. And I could totally see why you would uh, want to put down your roots there. Yeah. So tell us about your clothing line. Yeah. So Beyond Athletica is my athletic wear line. It's, it's just for women. And I started Beyond pretty much by accident. Um, when people ask me how I got started, I love to tell that story because it was never something that I intended on doing. Um, and I don't have a background in that and truly clothing and retail has been a passion of mine. Um, probably one of my, um, most important passions. And so whenever I got started doing beyond, um, like I said, I was working in the salon and I wanted to do something more. And I also wanted, you know, the business side of me, um, something that was going to create its own revenue. You know, in the salon, I have to be there all the time to make money. So when I started Beyond um, and found the manufacturer that I currently use, um, I was able to, they've helped me a lot to be able to create designs that I think are for every type of woman. I get so many compliments on the fact that this, that just the design, like the look of it, the aesthetic, the fit, and the price range is very competitive. So it's it's definitely affordable for most anybody. It fits everybody, and everybody loves the way it looks. So I spend a majority of my time just researching the design and what people want, as, as well as keeping it at a really fair price. And um, I'm so fortunate that everyone has responded to that so well. And so who is the uh, clothing line meant for? It's meant for all women. Um, I would say around, you know, high school, adult age is when you can start fitting into the clothing. And, um, you know, what's so different about beyond, at least I feel is it's not just for an athletic, you have to be a gym goer type of gal. And, and that was the whole point. In my opinion, athletic wear is turning into like streetwear now. So we needed to be able to wear something that you could wear to the grocery store, to the doctor's office, but also that you could go to the gym and also that you could lounge around then at home. And so um, it is designed for every type of person because we all go to the grocery store. We all go to the doctor's office. Um, some of us go to the gym. And so but all of us, we lounge at home. So if you, that means any woman falls into that criteria and it is definitely for everybody. Awesome. All right. And your 14 days out from the first uh, location launching, um, 
what, uh, and that's there locally? Well, yeah, so I ended up moving. Um, my hometown is about two and a half hours away from Broken Arrow, which is where I live now. I just moved here yesterday, as a matter of fact. And um, yes, the store is opening um, on March 15th. So we are just two weeks away from, um, we're right here, downtown Broken Arrow, in the middle of everything. It's an awesome location. And it'll be the first um, physical location. I've been online since August of 2018, so about seven, seven months now. So let's talk about the online for people who don't want to discover extra states that are in between them and Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. Um, how can a person uh, find you online and make sure that they're getting the right sizes and those kind of things? Yeah. So um, besides just our website, we are, I'm on, it's www.beyondathletica.com. And um, so you can find everything on there. You'll be able to find reviews from other customers. You'll be able to find size guides. You'll also be able to find our contact info if you have any question, but you can order directly from there and it's shipped directly to you. Um, but if you want more of a personal take on it, um, I do have a Facebook group. If you just searched Beyond Athletica in the search bar on Facebook, you would come across a group and there's a few thousand members in there. and we all chat about um, all of the clothing and it's a pretty tight knit, like personal group. Um, everyone, if anyone can ask questions in there and you get other customers that reply and tell you their experience, um, as well as myself, I answer any questions. And then we also have an Instagram and it's beyond ath. So it's beyond A-T-H is the handle or you can of course just search beyond Athletica and it will pull up as well. So there's multiple ways. And um, with every social media platform we're on, you can also find our website there, just like a direct link. Awesome. So let's talk about your book. Who yeah. you are is a fact. Um, you know, what, let, tell me a little bit about the backstory first. What kind of led you to needing to write the book? So for me, writing the book, I mean, has it always been a lifelong dream to, to be a published author, of course, but this book in particular means so much more to me than that. Um, you know, in the first chapter, I write about a really difficult, um, pivotal time in my life. And during that time, I wanted nothing more than somebody to relate to and somebody that kind of understood what I was experiencing. And I basically wanted advice. It was, um, and I couldn't find anything like that. And it was after that, that I said, you know what, whenever this comes full circle and I've learned these lessons and really been able to um, see my whole perspective, I want to make sure that I can be a reference guide for somebody else. And I believe that's really what the book is, is a reference guide, something that you know, despite what you're going through, there's multiple things I talk about as far as um, just your purpose and your body image and confidence. You can always revert back to that and apply your situation and be able to take the advice within the book and, and physically, literally apply it to your life and your situation. So the subtitle, Someone Else's Perception of You is Merely an Opinion. Um, talk about some of the opinions that you've 
kind of allowed to be fact in your life that you had to realize weren't really true? You know, the title alone, like who you are is a fact, someone else's perception of you is merely an opinion is like my favorite part of the book, because I think that that speaks volumes to anyone. Um, and so as far as myself and what I've experienced, um, you know, growing up in a small town, and I know this happens in big cities, but especially in a small town, when you're involved in the rumor mill and everybody knows everybody and it's just easy to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. Um, it can be definitely misleading whenever one person says something and it's taken completely out of context. And that was kind of the case for me. Um, somebody that, you know, was when I went to school with decided to, this was of course in high school, decided to, you know, bring something that completely out of context and you know when one person gets a hold of it a million people get a hold of it and and especially being 17 at that time it was detrimental um i mean not to sound dramatic but you know things at that age is it is the end of the world it seems like and so um it was important that i started with that story of you know, somebody saying something about you that totally can ruin your reputation, practically ruin your um, life, and really explain that their opinion of you is is not at all the truth, who you are is a fact, because I can't tell you the amount of times I've had to just question, you know, you hear just hear things from, from people, um, everybody talks, no matter what community you're in, and everybody has their own addition of you and so there's so many times I've had to go back and say I know that that's what they think but I know who I am and the best way for me to figure out who I was was to think about who I was to the core and 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 I think that everybody can do that just by applying like who I am is a fact versus um what somebody else has to say so if you could go back in time um, to that 17-year-old girl right when things really started to get hot and it was really tough, you felt like nobody was there with you, what piece of advice would you give her? You know, I have to say to that 17-year-old girl how proud I am of her for handling um, such an obscene situation with such grace because you know, it's not even something I realized until I was able to reflect years later and think like, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, me as a 17 year old could handle that amount of stress. And um, so if I, if I had to think back and give myself advice, um, I, I honestly, I don't know what I would, I would do because I wouldn't change anything or any outcome from that situation as it has shaped my perspective and who I am and really helped lay a foundation. Um, if anything, I would just tell myself it's, it's going to be okay and, and stay true to what you know and, and who you believe that you are because that really is the truth. I mean, like I said, the title of this book speaks volumes for any situation, especially in that one, that who you are is a fact. And that's probably the advice I'd give to myself. I remember actually when you said that in the writing session, it just leapt off the page for me yeah. too. And it's so powerful. 
Um, and it really does. I mean, you probably could have just put who you are as a fact, someone else's perception of you as merely an opinion, and then just have the inside of the book be a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, like literally. I think that that was, and that is what I wanted with this book was to make sure that that um, message was brought forth. And it's funny because in our writing session, and I remember reading you that particular chapter and saying like, do you think this is okay? <laughs> do you think people are even going to resonate with this? And, and I said, I don't even know what the title is going to be. And you read that part to me. And it was after that, that I was like, wow, that, that is, that is um, such a powerful statement. But not only that, um, I remember thinking that I wanted a clear message as the title and I couldn't have picked up something better. So you have some good tips in this book for people who are going through things of their own. Um, and of course you have to get the book to read all of them, but yeah, um, just pick any one of them and give people that are listening now a piece of advice, something they could do right now to help them really embrace who they are. You know, um, you know, despite, you know, like I said, the first chapter, it being a really, really difficult time in my life. Um, I think one of my favorite chapters is about the, is about body image. And, um, I think that at some point in our lives, we have all struggled with some type of body image, especially living in the social media day and age. It would be really far-fetched to say that there is someone that hasn't or isn't currently um, struggling with that in some way, shape, or form. And so that being one of my favorite chapters, um, one, I think I just totally laid it out in the book about how to handle something like that. But I also talked about not only how to handle it, but how to stay in check. And I specifically mentioned having a disciplined mind. And I think that goes across the board for everything I talk about and really anything you do in life. And um, I think a disciplined mind is the difference between a mentally tough person and and someone that kind of needs some help in that area. And so for whatever it is that you're going through or challenging, I um, I really challenge you to think about what it means to have a disciplined mind in your situation and to not let those thoughts of insecurities, whether it be about your body, your purpose, who you are, I mean, you name it, um, really think about how having that disciplined mind can create your thoughts and, and shift your perspective and it can keep you on track to prospering. And, and as cliche as that sounds, that is literally the only thing that keeps me going when things are stressful with the store or I'm trying to get the book done or whatever it might be. Keeping a disciplined mind is, is honestly what I credit all of my success to. The international best-selling book is called Who You Are is a Fact. Someone Else's Perception of You is Merely an Opinion. It's written by Kylie Blim and it is an amazing book. I really do encourage you to go to Amazon and pick it up today. Kylie, thanks so much for taking some time with us here on the radio show today. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you having me. Who you are is a fact. So what's the fact about who you are? Embrace it. Before we jumped in with Kylie, did you say something nice about you? 
Did you take a moment to say, you know, hey, I am really great at this thing and celebrate you? Or did you hear me say it? And then because I jumped right in with Kylie, you allowed yourself to just let it slide past. Well, now's your time. If you haven't done it yet, I want you to hit pause. I never ask a person to do that because I want you to listen to the whole thing. But this time I want you to hit pause and I want you to take a minute to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, you really did. And then fill in whatever that is. You know, maybe it's, hey, you make a great omelet. Maybe it's, you're a great mom. You're an amazing husband. Whatever that thing might be for you, now is your time to celebrate you. How wonderful, how dynamic, and how powerful you are. Ready? Go. Okay, so welcome back. You did that, right? You hit pause right after I said go. You said something great about yourself. And now you have solidified in your mind something great about you. Now I want you to realize and understand that's a fact. The things that you're good at, those are real. You're dynamic. You're powerful. And your belief in you is a power like none other. Embrace that. Take advantage of that power that's given to you in believing in yourself, knowing yourself, and embracing who you are. And then you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. In the last episode, we were listening to Kylie and she was telling us that who you are is a fact. We're going to bring on another international best-selling author. But I just wanted to say to you, you know, I love doing this show for you. I really appreciate you listening and I look forward to the opportunity to be able to share these amazing people with you and help you make that needlepoint shift in your life. I hope that you really truly are taking in all that we're sharing with you today and that you will thrive more in your life and in your business because of the little things that we've learned today about the power of self and how impactfully important you are. One of the most powerful elements in any of our lives is the ability to believe in yourself. Often there are things that come against us 
often other people that don't believe in us. But ultimately, the person that you need to believe in you more than anybody else is you. And so today, to be able to really bring that home, I'm so excited to be joined by international best-selling author, Marcia Went. Her new book, The Power of Self-Belief, Even When No One Else Believes in You. Marcia, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. Um, well, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a life coach as well, mother of two beautiful children. And um, my passion is I, I love helping people, always have, ever since I was young growing up. As I mentioned in my book, my parents have always helped the community, communities and that, and especially uh, with the Tongan community. Um, so I've always been exposed to that since I was a young, um, from such a young age. And um, I grew up just loving helping people. But um, um, yeah, it's sort of, I, I didn't think that that was what I was going to do as a profession. To be honest, um, I've always been the go-to person for family and friends and advise them on things. I never thought that it would um, be who I am today and what I do in the world. Um, you know, I've, I got married at a very young age, at the age of 20. Um, yeah, so, um, and that, you know, and it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that I, that I received my calling um, as a speaker, which um, I was quite surprised because I've always been very ner nervous about speaking in public and that. But um, yeah, so it really helped me and um, made me understand that that was the that was a path that I needed to take. And ever since I took the path, had allowed me to see my reason why so many people that I have connected with. Um, I started to realize that a lot of things that I had gone through over the past and overcome them, that, that that's what they were going through at that very moment. And it allowed me to help them um, and to teach them, to teach them that whatever they're going through, that storms don't last. You know, it's just a trial, it's just a hurdle, just something that's part of life. And um, just taught them tools and show them, just led them step by step on how to overcome it and to believe in themselves rather than, you know, um, looking for validation from other people. Because sometimes, even though that's some, that's some of the things that we want to do, but we find that, you know, some people let us down and it's not because they don't care about us, it's they don't know themselves. So the best thing for us to do is learn how to trust in ourselves and believe in ourselves and have faith and have faith in something higher than ourselves, with, which is our spiritual belief or whoever you know whether you believe in god believe in the universe but there's always something higher than us and that pulls us through these hurdles and trials that we go through and it's not the end of the world and it just allows you to grow through these trials that's powerful stuff that, that's good stuff so um we can tell from your accent um and i'm sure you would say well no i don't have an accent you're the one that has the accent <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, you're from Australia, is that correct? 
Yes, yes, from Australia. And what part of the country do you live in? I live in Sydney, Sydney, Australia. Um, been here since I was six months. So I was born in Tonga, little small island in the South Pacific. Um, and we migrated here in Australia since um, about 1977, I'd say, or 1976. And ever since then, yeah, I've been a Tongan Australian. <laughs> All right. So um, what's it like in Australia being, um, you know, an immigrant, basically? Although I'm sure it doesn't feel that way for you. I know it was for your parents. Um, are there issues that arise being an immigrant in Australia like there would in other countries? Uh, I'm not too sure about other countries, but definitely what I went through um, while I was growing up was obviously I've been here since I was six months. So, you know, it was very traditional living at home, uh, very strong traditional um, rules that we had. Um, you know, my parents worked very closely with the church. And so, um, and what I found as I grew up was going to school um, in the Australian community and, and you know, uh, their tradition. It was very hard to go to school, spend most of your time at school, and then having to come home. And I felt like from such a young age, living in two different cultures, and um, I'd always been reminded by my parents, you know, you've got to remember, you know, you're not Australian, we're Tongans, we're Tongans. And yeah, I, I got that, but I found it very confusing for me because what was being said on how we live as humans and just as being, you know, yourself as a person was very hard because living in living at home, um, our Tongan tradition is you live to please people. And we were always reminded, don't do this, don't do that. There was a lot, lot of limitations um, that was in our lives, especially, you know, be, uh, my parents were very, very concerned about other people's opinion. So you had to tippy-toe, it was like walking on eggshells. And I found that very difficult to actually live by because I wanted to be a person rather than being like everybody else. And, um, you know, God bless my parents, but um, it was just very, very frustrating. At the same time, I lost who I was as a person growing up and I was trying to find who I was. Um, with the Tongan tradition, a lot of Polynesians actually, but I'll only speak about the Tongan tradition. Um, we live with a lot of limitations. Um, you know, we're, we're brought up to, to think and believe that everything we do, we do for other people by pleasing them and making sure that we don't step out of line in case, um, you know, we put the family down or we, you know, we shame the family. And um, being the second youngest out of seven girls, um, I just, it was, it was just hard to see my sisters, my older siblings living a life that I knew that wasn't true to themselves and um and i wanted to break that vicious cycle i wanted my parents and our community to understand that we're all individuals that we don't live life according to pleasing people and that's pretty hard because growing up in that community especially because of the reputation my parents had um you had everyone going against me i had a lot of people going against me um I've been judged from such a young age because I wanted to live my life the, the best way I knew how. Um, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have an auntie or an uncle or someone that I could look up to 
from my culture for me to look at their lifestyle and think, wow, you know, I really like that person. Everyone seemed to be following everyone. And um, I had to break that cycle by, you know, it's like traveling on the plane, you know, you're going the opposite of the wind. So everyone was going one way and I, I chose to go the other. And um, I was ridiculed for that at such a young age. Uh, I was known as the black sheep. I was known all this, everything that you can think of under the sun, I was called. It was quite hurtful, but, you know, having two cultures and what really confused me was me trying to get my parents to understand what was the purpose of us going to another country to have an opportunity to live a life. I didn't realize growing up into another country that I had to live my life according to everybody else and the culture. And it wasn't because I, I was disrespecting my culture. I love my culture. So many great values and beliefs in there that I really respect. But as a person, I needed to mold it into, into the person that I am and have the best of both worlds of living in Australia where I have the opportunity to be something or be someone rather than being what everyone expected me to be as Tongans. So there's a lot of powerful things that you share in the book because of that very personal journey that you went on. Um, and of course, a person needs to buy the book in order to be able to get all of the advice. But if you were to pick out one, what would be kind of the favorite thing that you bring out to people for how to believe in themselves even when nobody else does? It would be my last page. It would be my last page. I would say that when I wrote to trust and believe in yourself and, you know, sometimes we, we don't know how to believe in ourselves because either we're not taught to or on how to, you know, we spend so much time at school and we're not taught how to believe in ourselves, but more to be like everybody else. And then you come into the real world and you sort of get lost and you stumble across a lot of things that we don't know how to handle. So, you know, um, on chapter six, sorry, I think on chapter three, I talk about... Um, staying hungry, um, you know, when no one else believes in you. And, you know, we go through all these negativities where people, you know, talk, say things to us that we don't like saying, you know, that we don't like thinking to ourselves, even though sometimes we do doubt ourselves. But... Um, I understand that completely. So let me ask you this. If you could go back in time, if you could get in a time machine and go visit yourself um, as a young girl going through that, what one piece of advice would you give you? I would say to her, I'd say thank you to her. I would, I would say to her that whatever she was searching for and what she went through, that it was all going to pay off. That um, her fighting for her own identity against everybody else who didn't believe in her, I'd say to her, thank you for fighting. And that she didn't give up on herself because even though I didn't mention it in, this, in the book, but um, she went through a lot of 
lot of things in life um, she went through suicide as well and depression and that and um and i'm just i just want to say thank you to her and that i'm i'm so thankful that she didn't give up on herself even though she had at one time in her life but that she kept fighting for who she knew who she was and still searching for it and that she kept her faith in god and that she believed in herself so i would just say thank you to her that she didn't give up on her when everyone gave up on her wow that's powerful that's amazing so um we like to be good teachers leave people with an action they can take so um and of course number one is they need to go get the book but number two <laughs> um what is an action that a person who is struggling with self-belief what's something that they could do right now today to help them believe more in themselves the one thing that i would leave with them is to take some time to sit back and identify where did it first start? Because there's something that we've done in the past that we've, we've accomplished, big or small, doesn't matter what it is. And what happens is as we get older, we're so, we, we get conditioned with things in our lives that people have said or something that we failed in and everything. And I want people to understand that whether we go through that, that's all part of our journey. It's all part of just a trial. Uh, it's not the end of the world. So if, if they get stuck in something right now that they're stuck in, I want them to take the time to track back into a moment where they, where they did accomplish that, did accomplish something. And I want them to feel that feeling because you can always bring that back because that feeling had just, it's just deep down underneath everything that we're conditioned to believe that we are or because of something that we failed in life. So if they just sit back and just, just track back, when was the last time that they achieved something, whether it's small, whether it's big, and what was that feeling and how can they get that back and just keep going, fall forward, you know, fall forward, not fall back, but fall forward and just keep one step at a time, just doing something something new, something, get themselves out of their comfort zone each day or each week. And after that, after they do that, they'll just start believing in themselves that, yeah, they can, rather than them saying to themselves that they can't because of something that happened in the past, which they're just, it's just part of their story. It's not who they are. It's just part of their story, just part of who they are and and what they can overcome. I hope all of us will take that to heart. It's only part of your story and it's only a piece of who you will become. Yeah. The book is called The Power of Self-Belief When No One Believes in You. It's written by Marcia Went. It is an amazing international best-selling book and one that you need to go to Amazon and get today. Marcia, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the radio today. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Believe in yourself. It's not about who else believes in you. It's not about the 
negative things other people have said about you. It's not about the culture you've come from. It's not about the expectations of your friends, your family, your neighbors, any of that kind of thing. The power already exists inside of you to believe in yourself, to be yourself, and then to really truly thrive in all that you do. That's dynamic and powerful. And that is, more than anything else I can think of, probably the biggest secret to living as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take our last break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to The Thriving Entrepreneur today. I hope you took a lot of really great, insightful things from both Kylie and Marcia that will help you show up powerfully in the world. Because you are amazing. You do have a wonderful, powerful gift to be able to share. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to really take on the mantle for the rest of the day of, you know, really kind of bragging on yourself. It's okay. It's okay to see that you're doing something good and telling yourself, hey, you know what? You did a really great job at that. In fact, true humility is a right perspective of yourself. So when you do something good, when you show up powerfully to celebrate yourself and to say, hey, you know what? That was really good. That is actually the most genuine form of really being humble. When we, um, you know, say negative things about ourselves, that's actually another part of the coin of actually being conceited. And it's, it's really weird to think that saying something negative about yourself is based in that same element that conceit comes from, but it does have to do with low self-esteem, and with not appreciating who you really are, and with a lack of humility, meaning a right perspective of yourself. I hope you'll embrace that, that you'll really just take on the mantle today of all the things that you've done right. There's too many things in our own head, in our own life, in the people around us that are more than willing 
to make sure you don't forget, don't let go of all of the mistakes you've ever made. But today, I want you to begin to start embracing having in your life acknowledgement of success, acknowledgement of doing things right. You're not a failure. You're not a accident. You're not a wish it would have been. You are enough. You are more than enough. You are more than a conqueror. You are blessed, dynamic, powerful, amazing, and brilliant. And I want you to really embrace that today because there's a purpose for you. And once you embrace that purpose, then as one of the one percenters, which you are, you're going to share your message with the world. You're going to come and join us at Best Sellers Guild, you know, going to bestsellersguild.com, being part of that group. You're going to put your book out there in the world. You're going to share your message with the world. And the world is going to be a better place because you're in it. And because you're not hiding your light under a bushel, you are shining for the whole world to see. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. So much so, actually, that it's a purpose that only you have the ability to be able to fill. And you know what? That purpose was given to you because the world needs you. Your gift isn't for you. It's for the people that you're meant to serve. And so today, acknowledge yourself. Reward yourself. Commend yourself. But then go out and be the one percenter that you are. And share all that you have with the world. Share it in our group bestsellers guild. And share it in your book and all over in everything you do so that you are living every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Kathy and I want that so for you, and we're here to help you achieve that in any way that we possibly can. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business. Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. 
Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.